Let's look at week 11 in the NBA for fantasy basketball, starting the 2024 portion of the season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I've been double-crossed by the devil. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePicks. Go to PrizePicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA in all lowercase, for a daily or for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube, thumb it up, leave comments, listen to the audio version, and then vice versa. Listen to the audio, come back onto the video. It's a great way of helping the show and also just hearing me twice as often. Or you just let it run in the background. Put it on mute if you want. That's fine. Let it all run through. We are here to talk about week 11 in fantasy. It is one of those weeks where, I don't know how, it's not a great streaming week. It's one of the stereotypical NBA weeks where they just jam everything into Wednesday and Friday. And yeah, it's annoying. That's what they're doing. At least we've got games on a Sunday. So just be aware that the schedule is perhaps not perhaps not perfect. Well, let's actually talk about it because it's a pretty solid start to the week with uh, eight games on Monday. We've got six on Tuesday, and then it's 12 on Wednesday, which is a tough stream day. And then, of course, the brutal, brutal two-game Thursday. We hate a two-game Thursday. And then for God knows what reason, every single team in the NBA, except for two, play on Friday. Just seems like too many. There is what is the reason for fourteen games on a Friday? I just, for the life of me, cannot understand it. The only teams that don't play are the Bucks and the Spurs. Like why? Why do we have fourteen? Stupid. Um, Saturday has four, and Sunday has nine games on. So obviously Wednesday, Friday, just no streams, no streams. So while it seems like we've got an interesting stream um, schedule, we'll talk about how we can get the most out of it. And it is actually relatively limited. We'll get to that soon. Let's look at how it all shakes out. We've got 20 teams playing four games this week. Nets, Cavs, Mavs. I hate saying Cavs and Mavs together. Nets, Cavs, Mavs. Nuggets, Pistons, Warriors, Rockets, Pacers, Clippers, Grizzlies, Bucks, Wolves, Pelicans, Knicks, Magic, Suns, Blazers, Kings, Raptors, and Jazz. All play four games next week. And then everyone else plays three. So we have no two-game teams. The Hawks, the Celtics, the Hornets, and the Bulls play three. The Lakers, the Heat, and the Thunder play three. The Sixers, the Spurs, and the Wizards play three. If you're in a weekly changes league, the volume of games is important. So targeting those four-game teams, we're going to do weekly nine-cat ads at the end of the week, which can also translate across the points leagues. Um, that'll be at the end of the show. If you're in head-to-head leagues, knowing when the games are on is as important as how many games are being played. A three-game week might be better than a four-game week. It just depends when the games are being played, and we'll talk about that. Actually, we'll just talk about it right now. Oh, actually, maybe I should tell you this. I've already done. If you think I haven't talked about it, I've already done a show 
reacting to the OG Ananobi, Emmanuel Quickly, Rowan Barrett, Malachi Flynn, Precious Achua trade. It's already done. It's happened earlier today. Go and check it out. Audio and video is up. So I'm not going to harp on about it here too much. I would expect that those guys are ready to go for their teams start of next week. And we'll see how all the changes play out. But I have broken that all down in a full 25-minute show earlier today. Um, Quality games. How does it look for the week? Well, again, what is important is when teams play. There are four teams that play three quality games. The Nuggets, the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Spurs. And one of those teams is not like the others. And that's San Antonio. Because they play only three games for the week. Yet they've been gifted a schedule where all three of their games are on low-volume days. And for the Victor Weminyama slash Zach Collins people in the uh, in the room, none of them are back-to-backs. So while Vic is probably going to be minutes limited, he's not going to be at risk of sitting any of those games. So the three quality games for the Spurs is more than nearly everyone else. Well, it's equal most to anybody else. And they're not including any back-to-backs. So there is a W value in that. And that's what I say, like a three-game week for the Spurs is better than a bunch of four-game teams. Because as you can see, out of the 20 teams that play um, four games for the week, 17 of them have two quality games and three of them have three. So that is a big difference. And then you go to the stinking side of things where all of the teams, well, not all of the teams, a lot of the teams that play three games Atlanta, Chicago, the Lakers, the Heat, the Thunder, and the Wizards, only one of their three games are on quality game days. There are, so there's seven, or there's so 10 teams that play three games. So we've got three teams that are um, three game teams that play two quality games. Those ones are the Celtics, the Hornets, and the Sixers. The Spurs play three, and these other Jokers all play one quality game for the week. In head-to-head leagues, when you play is equally as important to how often you play. They are intertwined. Don't ignore it. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest and most exciting and easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. It is you against numbers. You don't have to worry about thousands of other people in a tournament. You don't have to worry about pros and sharks spending all their day putting in lineups that's going to take it away from you. In price picks, literally everybody can win. It's not I win, you lose, you lose, I win. Or you win, I lose. Everyone can win because you just have player projections, points, rebounds, threes, whatever it is. They put them up and you just say more or less, simple. Between two to six of those into your entry, it's fast to do. The payouts are fast. And if you do hit all six, it's up to 25, to, well, it's 25 times if you hit all six. 25 times your entry fee back, 10 bucks in, 250 out. Easy, easy stuff. They've also got their celebrity community plays where you can go up against Meek Mill or you can check their picks. Meek Mill and Andrew Schultz in there as well. And some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community are in there. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA. And that's a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, so we've looked at how those quality games shake out for the week. I haven't had the time this week, Christmas and all that, to create any sort of fa- fancy stream zone graphic, but you know what we're doing, we're, we're streaming up. And if you like a, a, good, a good stream, this is what we're talking about here. Because while it seems like we've got, well, not it seems, we actually do. We have five streamable days during the week and two non-streamable days in Wednesday and Friday. 
it doesn't actually play out as well as we would hope. In fact, there's one very clear path to getting value here. One. Well, I guess you could throw it a different way, but there is, to me, really one clear path and to get your maximum games. You start off with a Hornets legend Monday, Tuesday. They're the only Monday, Tuesday team. That's not ideal because they're not a very good team. There's a bunch of guys out for them, but if Big Dick Nick is available, he's an obvious one. Brandon Miller, he's an obvious one. And then you run into situations where like, what are you doing? Bryce McGowan's, Cody Martin, who unbelievably after four years out, played to the back-to-back for his second and third game of the season. Logic, what does it matter in Charlotte? It's, it's not an existing thing. Doesn't matter at all. I don't know if doubtful legend Mark Williams is going to play, but they're the only Monday, Tuesday back-to-back team. So we can get a game in there. Now, of course, Wednesday is a high-volume day. So it's 12 games on. So streaming someone for Wednesday doesn't make a ton of sense. Friday is 14 games. Insane. So we can't really do anything there. So what we need to target next is Thursday, Saturday. You add someone on Thursday in the hopes that they play on Saturday to get two games for one move. And there's only one team there. It's the Bucks. So it's Leaky Beasley. And then if Bobby Portis is available, it's obviously him. But after Leaky, it's like Pat Connaughton campaign. So you're streaming like the dregs of the Hornets, the dregs of the Bucks. But that's how you get more games in. That's two waiver wire moves for four games. And while those names aren't exciting at all, they're there. The other thing you could have done is gone a Tuesday-Thursday combo. You miss the Friday, miss the Wednesday, and then gone Saturday-Sunday. But nobody plays Saturday-Sunday. So while it seems like there should be an ability to get some pretty interesting stream options in, there's not. It's a frustrating thing. You can get five games in this week using three waiver moves and one roster spot. So you go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then whatever you want to do with with the Sunday stream. And then it leaves one roster spot left over to add stashes, to add guys that were dropped, to add long-term value, whatever. But it's not a perfect stream week. Again, even though it seems like it could be, because the way to maximize is really limited by the way the teams play. So you can stream all days if you want that aren't Wednesday, Friday, and you could just, instead of trying to maximize, you could use that one move left over and add somebody here instead of trying to get a Hornets guy or trying to get a Bucks Thursday, Saturday combo. But in terms of maximization, it is really hard to put out the perfect sort of scenario for this week. In terms of the schedule quirks, there are four teams who do not play on the weekend. One of them is the Hornets, the Bulls, the Heat, and the Thunder. So the Thunder, like if you've got a Joe or a Wallace, like, you know, you're not holding those guys. The Heat have so many fringe, interesting, weird guys that depend on your injury report. Like even today, they're starting Little Chungus, Nikola Jovic, and they're benching Jaime Hakez. Cool. Who knows who's going to be in or out for them, but if they don't play on the weekend, it does get harder. The Bulls, like Ayodesumu is stepping up at the moment, but you can't hold him through a no-game weekend. I think Caruso and Williams is still hold. But what if we get an update on Vooch and he's set to return? Do you drop Drummond for the weekend? Maybe. And then for the Hornets, like all those fringe options, McGowan's or Nick Smith's or Ish Smith's or Big Dick Nick or whatever, and Cody Martin, they don't play on the weekend, so they move on. Then you've got the other side of things. These three game teams, the Hawks and the Lakers, they have one quality game for the week. It's on Sunday. So if you've got Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, uh, Rui Hachimura, even like a D'Angelo Russell, we'll see what his role is. But if you don't actually deploy them in your lineup and the Hawks, maybe it's Sadiq Bay. If you wouldn't use Bay on Wednesday or Friday and you would only use him Sunday and he's a fringe guy anyway, that's not worth a hold to sacrifice a roster spot for six days to get one game this week for a fringe player. You might put a Kongwu in that mix. And if I was in a points league, I'd probably agree with you that holding onto a Kongwu through that sort of a schedule in a points league is probably not right. I'd still would do it in a category league, but that's where we're at. 
And then the Wizards don't have a quality game until Saturday. To me, that doesn't mean drop Jordan Poole. But your fringe players, like Denny Avdia had a real pop-off game last time, but he'd really been struggling. You know, what do you do with Corey Kispert or Bilal Koulibaly, who isn't, again, they're not rosterable guys. But the schedule's so bad for them this week in terms of streaming that it necessitates basically a drop because you're not holding, waiting until a game on Saturday for those guys, Ugh, that's my voice cracks, um, to be deployed. So really is a schedule that looks good, but actually smells. Let's look at the little chunky bits during the week, the three and fours. Sunday through Wednesday, there are a bunch of teams who have a three-game and four-night stretch. Brooklyn, Memphis, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Magic, the Suns, and the Kings all got a three-game in four-night stretch coming up there. So that is worth monitoring. Um, nearly all of those have their back-to-back the Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, in terms of the Monday, Thursday, three games in four, it's only the Bucks. They're the only team who starts the week three and four. Tuesday, Friday, we've got Brooklyn, Chicago, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Thunder, Magic, Kings, who go Tuesday, Friday. So they're concentrated in the middle there. And as you'll see, Memphis, New Orleans, OKC, Orlando, Sacramento, Brooklyn, they all start the week with a three and four, and then they go three and four again Tuesday, Friday. So a very concentrated set of games for them. Just watch that for rest purposes. Um, and then we go Wednesday, Saturday, the three and four. There's a bunch there. Houston, Indiana, Milwaukee, the Knicks, the Jazz, and the Wizards. And then to end the week, it's Denver and Golden State who have a Thursday-Sunday combination. Remembering there's no Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. So that means that their back-to-back is Thursday-Friday. And Friday's got 14 games on, limiting your value on those players. Still got two quality games on Thursday and Sunday there. But you don't get the full benefit out of it. Again, a very weird week. That's The weirdness is hidden in the week, I think. Four games in six nights, Sunday through to Friday to start. Brooklyn, Memphis, Pelicans, Thunder, Magic, Suns, and Kings. We talked about that already. They're really concentrated early on in the week. Monday through Saturday, these are all four-game teams, so they get their week done by Saturday. Houston, Indiana, Milwaukee, the Knicks, and the Jazz. And then the end of the week, the four-game teams, the Tuesday through Sunday, four and six, Brooklyn, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Magic, and the Kings. You'll notice the Magic's name appearing quite a bit there in terms of a bit of a jam-packed schedule. In terms of five games in eight nights, we're going to look at the Sunday through Sunday. Brooklyn, Memphis, Pelicans, Magic, Suns, Kings. Five games in eight nights. And then if we do Monday to Monday, it's Houston, Indiana, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Suns, and the Jazz. You'll also notice the Suns appearing twice there. So really, really heavy period of schedule for the Suns. Beal is back, but you know Allen and Gordon still maintaining value there. Chemezi Metu in deeper leagues because he seems to have overtaken, or it seems to be he has overtaken Drew Eubanks as the um as the backup center at the moment. Today's episode is brought to you also by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the offers on FanDuel, you know how warm they are. They're bloody toasty. So new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of bets. There's spreads, over-unders, totals, player props, futures, um, parlays, whatever it is. FanDuel's got it, and if you hit that initial $5 money line bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and get ready for NFL playoffs and the second half of the NBA season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let us move into the rest of this um, schedule week schedule um, back-to-backs. Again, it's important to note what 
back-to-backs actually mean. Sunday through Monday, it is just the Suns. So there is that value in Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, Deeper Leagues, Chemezi Metu. Allen and Gordon, I think, are 12-team league guys, and they've got a real jam-packed run of games coming up. And they're starter, believing on high-volume days, especially Allen. Monday, Tuesday, we've already highlighted it. It's only the Hornets who play Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, there's a lot. Brooklyn, Chicago, Memphis, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Kings. But remember, Wednesday's got 12 games on, so you don't get that huge benefit by adding these guys on Tuesday to play them Wednesday. Now, if your, your lineup and your roster construction allows a game on Wednesday, that's why I'm including this here. Tuesday, Thursday, it's only two teams that have it. It is the Warriors and the Spurs. Now, that is an alternate way of attacking the week. Get someone on Monday, get a Warriors or Spurs guy Tuesday, Thursday. But then remember, you can't then double up with a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. So it does minimize your amount of games played you can get from your waiver moves. Wednesday, Thursday, even though there's 12 games on Wednesday, the only team playing a back-to-back is Milwaukee. Um, they got a little tight, big uh, big bump of, or big bulk Value? What the hell am I saying? A vo- volume of games in the middle of the week. That's what I'm trying to say. Thursday, Friday, Denver and the Warriors, but Friday, 14 games on. So like, I do believe that you roster Peyton Watson and Brandon Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. You're probably just not going to use them on Friday, so that value isn't really there. And then to end the week, we've got the pseudo back-to-back Thursday, Saturday, which we talked about already, the Milwaukee Bucks. Friday, Saturday, there's a lot of back-to-backs there. Boston, Houston, Indiana, the Knicks, the Sixers, the Jazz, the Wizards. You would expect Al Horford sits for Boston. Maybe Porzingis, maybe Tatum, maybe Brown. Houston should be okay, but I guess it depends if Jabari Smith is back or not. Pacers should be all right. Watch for Bruce Brown. Knicks should be fine. Sixers, it's Embiid we watch for. The Jazz, who knows what they're doing every single game. It's all over the shop. Um, And the Wizards should be okay as well. And then nobody. Nobody has a weekend back-to-back, no Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, which obviously complicates um, the way that we stream for this week. If you are in a weekly league, these are some guys that I would look to add whose schedule is pretty strong and I think are startable with four games on. We already talked about the bump in value for Josh Hart and the big ragu Dante DiVincenzo in the show earlier today detailing the quickly Ananobi and Barrett trade. Four games, great value, Adam Stardom. Sticks, Jalen Smith in Indiana. They've got four games. They've got a really jam-packed sort of schedule at the moment. Um, even in 25 a night, I think he's worth it. Dante Exum, yes, Kyrie Irving looks like he's going to return. He's been upgraded to doubtful. Hey, shout out also Markel Fultz, who's been upgraded to questionable. Is he worth an ad? Maybe. Depends who you drop. I'm not super excited about it, but yeah, I would probably have a look if he's available. Um, Dante Exum's there. Alex Caruso and Peyton Watson. I think you would probably start Peyton Watson with four games this week. It is tricky but I think he is probably going to be startable with the four games for this week. And that is the end of the um, weekly preview show. Again, a weird week. Streaming's difficult. Check your schedule. Check that it makes sense. I'll be back later on with a um, streaming guide show just for Sunday to help win your week 10 matchup. If you are here and you've lasted this long in the show, well, you're probably already a double banger. So why don't you just make it official? Download the audio and listen, watch on YouTube, but hit subscribe, hit thumbs up, leave a comment down below, jump in the chat if you're here for the premiere as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.